This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report One for duty. Get trained time. up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, the show will tune in. in five We're coming for you, Four, three, No demon two, is safe. One. Hiya. Good How afternoon. Doing? Hey, Brother Michael. I'm doing good. How about you, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. How's the weather where you are? Is it okay? Um, we finally begin to get a little bit of rain here, which I've been praying for. It's been super dry, but uh, I can't complain. Amen. Amen. Well, that's good for you. Are you still you're still having the iced cappuccinos, are you? Um, I went from iced to hot. So to I'm hot, drinking. right. And um, I'm trying to cut back on it because I'm on a new diet, uh, just eating protein, basically. But I am allowing right. myself uh, the cappuccinos, so, you know, I don't suffer too much. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's working. I'm glad. Announce the family. Are the family well? Family's doing good. Praise God. No good. one is uh, sick right now. Uh, they're healthy. And... Um, Things, things are good, so I praise God for that. And uh, how about you at your side, my friend? Not too bad. It's it's quite cold at the moment. It's been raining all week. There's a little bit of rain around today, but it's quite cold. It's down to about 9 degrees now. So it's quite cold, quite chilly. So when you go out, you've got to have a coat on. Well, there's nothing like a little bit of fish and chips and a hot coffee to cheer Amen. Up. No, that's right. And going I down did. to watch your favorite football club as well. <laughs> so that it all does you good, you know. Everybody, welcome aboard out there. We're excited to be here live. Today is Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. I'm honored to bring back to you Pastor Michael Cummins. He's coming to you from England. And uh, Brother Michael, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yes, certainly. Lord, today we're going to be talking about using our authority in Christ when it comes to deliverance and all matters. And Lord, I pray that everyone listening to this program today will be filled with the authority of Christ. They will overcome 
any stronghold that is coming against them. And we pray, Lord, that you will bless people. I pray for Stephen from South America. Lord, he's contacted me. I prayed for him once. He's sleeping a bit better. But I pray, Lord, he doesn't have these reoccurring sleeping problems, Lord. And I pray that when his head hits the pillory, he will go to sleep. Also, he's been suffering from Lyme disease and some kind of virus which is interfering with his immune system and making him tired and fatigued. I pray you will heal Stephen Lord completely in the name of Jesus. And everyone listening out there today will receive a miracle today, Lord, a miracle of healing, a miracle of deliverance. And Lord, bless us all today in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I agree and I receive also. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Brother Michael, the microphone is yours. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I wanted to talk about using your authority in Christ today. I do meet lots of people who ring me for deliverance, and they say they've been born again for many years. And they say they go to church, they claim they're filled with the Holy Spirit, but they're having terrible problems. And... I said to the Lord, what could this be? And he told me to preach today on using your authority in Christ. And I want to tell you a little bit about me. Many, many years ago, I used to work for Don Stewart Ministries from Phoenix, Arizona. And I remember he was in England and I was an usher, putting out chairs, giving out hymn books, that sort of thing. And one afternoon, I'd been praying that God would fill me with the Holy Spirit. And I was putting chairs out in this church in southeast London in a place called Kennington. Very famous because there's a famous cricket ground there. And as I was there putting these chairs out, I started speaking in tongues for no reason at all. And something happened to me that particular day later on in the evening i was showing people to their seats and there was loads of pastors there filipinos americans africans english etc etc and two women came in i remember them well one came from sierra leone and one came from ghana i can't remember which one came from where now but i do remember that one of them was a muslim And during the service, they kept looking at me and beckoning me to come close. Well, there was a pastor preaching. So I didn't want to walk down while the pastor was preaching. So they came up to me and they said, is your name Michael? And I said, yes, it is. I said, how do you know that? And they said, the Holy Spirit told us. I said, I doubt that very much. I think you've made the mistake. That's what I said to them. And I said, how can I help you? They said, can you pray for my friend? She's got evil inside her. And I laid hands on this woman's tummy. They told me her tummy was where the evil was. And it was moving to and fro, and it sort of span like a washing machine. And uh, I laid my hands on her head, and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out now in his holy name she fell to the floor she vomited she was set free i got a pastor there 
to come and check that she was all right. And the pastor said, whatever's there has gone. It's gone now. That next day there was a partners meeting in a local authority town hall, Brixton Town Hall, famous place in London. And uh, she was given a testimony up on stage, this woman, and she said that day she'd given her life to the Lord. When I saw her later, I said, I'm a bit confused. I thought you was already a Christian. And she said, no, I'm a Muslim. She said, and I'd gone to the mosques. And she said, they couldn't cast this demon out of me. But when you called on the name of Jesus, it came out. And I changed that day. I believe that I started moving in the authority of Jesus Christ. And I had authority over demons and evil spirits. And I believe that all of us can move in that authority. You see, Jesus didn't go to the cross simply that we could have eternal life in heaven. He went to the cross that we could have freedom, healing, and deliverance from demons as we are sons and daughters of the king. We're called to operate within our rights and authority. So one of the most foundational pieces of Christianity is getting to people to understand their authority in Christ. John 16, 23 says, And in that day you shall ask me, Nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever you shall ask the Father in my name. Sorry, I say it again. I made a mistake. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So what we do, we ask the Father for what we need in the name of Jesus Christ. When we come to the Lord, we say whatever version we say of the sinner's prayer, and we're saying that to Jesus, and he hears us. So let's talk about authority. What is authority? Authority is delegated power. Now, that's a mighty word, that power is delegated, delegated from the Father to the Son, delegated from the Son to all those who have called on his name and all those who believe in him. Authority is power that is granted to someone else by someone who is in authority. Let's give you some examples. A train driver has authority to stop that train at the station because he's been trained to do it. That's his job. This is great news for us because the God of the universe is the power behind our authority as believers. And when we understand this, we can exercise that authority. We can face our enemies without fear. The Bible says in Second Timothy, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. So all fear comes from the enemy, comes from Satan. 
And many of us go to church. Many of us go to Bible study, praise and worship, but we're petrified with fear. I've met Christians who were terrified of fear. They're terrified of Satan, even though Jesus has defeated Satan. You see, Jesus, when he went to the cross of Calvary and he shed his blood, do you remember one of the things he called out nearing the end of his life? Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. So Jesus exonerated all those who had persecuted him. And Satan was defeated on the cross because Jesus, I believe this true, in the three days before he rose, he descended into hell and he snatched the keys to death and hell away from Satan. And he rebuked him. And Jesus then became the judge of all mankind. Satan's power was taken away from him. We know that God has authority over the enemy. We know that to be true. Never mind what Satan comes when he tries to intimidate you and he tries to bully you. We know that all authority belongs to Jesus Christ. Let's have a look at what it says in 1 John. 1 John 3.8. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. It says, he that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus come to destroy the works of the devil. And when Jesus died on the cross, it did seem to some people who didn't know the truth that Satan had been victorious. But on the third day, Jesus rose from the grave and triumphed over the enemy. <clears throat> Satan was stripped of his authority. In fact, before Jesus went back to heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father, he said in Matthew 28 verse 18, which we'll get now, Matthew 28 verse 18. Let's see what the Lord said. Hallelujah. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power was given unto Jesus in heaven and in earth. So when we commit our lives to Jesus, we're not only sharing his death and his burial, but we also share in his victory and his resurrection. Hallelujah. Got some wonderful scriptures to read today to you. And the next one is Ephesians 2, verse 6. Ephesians 2, verse 6. And it says, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. When we come to the Lord, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We are no longer subject to fear and condemnation and all the things Satan would use against us. 
we sit in that place of authority. If you don't know your authority, you cannot operate and you cannot stand against the evil one. Your inheritance as a son and daughter of God is freedom. It's healing, it's forgiveness, it's love, it's joy and peace. And we can claim that now through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And one of the greatest scriptures that explains this is Galatians 5, verse 1. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, bondage is slavery. When we're in bondage, we're chained, we're bound. And we do the same things every day. We're led to do the same things every day. We can't pray properly when we're in bondage. We're tired, we're fatigued. We just want to go to bed. All believers have authority to cast out demons. All of them do. Let's have a look at the end of the Gospel of Mark, which will tell us this. When you say to some people, you have authority over the devil, they don't believe you. Jesus, before he went to heaven, he said these words in Mark 16. People can call it a form of the great commission, but I believe these are cast iron promises to believers. Believers might not understand them, but I'll try and explain it to you now. Verse 15 to 20. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up in heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So let's have a look at this. <clears throat> we go out into the world and we leave people tracks. We speak to people in the street. Why doesn't it work? Because we're not doing this with authority. Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. If Jesus has said, do this, then we will operate and be able to move forward with Jesus' authority. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So we say in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to tell you a wonderful story 
about the Son of God who came to save the whole of mankind. Verse 17 said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. In Jesus' name, no other name. In my name you shall cast out devils. Like the Muslim woman who came to me and had an evil spirit that was operating in her stomach. She had been to the mosque. She had been to see the imam. She was a Muslim, but he couldn't cast it out. It was only when the name of Jesus was invoked that it came out. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. When you become born again, like what happened to me on the day I cast that demon out through calling on the name of Jesus, I spoke in new tongues. Verse 18, I'll explain a bit. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The last bit first. The book of James says that we can lay hands on the sick. It says anoint the sick with oil. And if they have committed sins, they shall be forgiven them. So we have the authority to lay hands on the sick and say in the name of Jesus Christ, I command that cancer to go. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command that diabetes to go, that heart disease to go. Now where it says... They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. There are Christians in the Appalachian mountain areas of the United States that are snake handlers. When someone gives their life to the Lord, they have a show of faith by overcoming the devil by holding rattlesnakes. Many people get bit. I've seen pastors who have had to have their fingers amputated. They've been bitten. Some people have even died by snake bite. We're not called to do that. But Jesus is indicating that once we're with him, these things cannot hurt us. We are protected from all evil. I'm told that some of these people drink strychnine and poisonous liquids like that. We're not called to do that. But that is an indication that if we come against real evil, that God will always be with us. Hallelujah. So these signs shall certainly follow us because we have the believer's authority in Jesus Christ. What gives believers authority over demons? Demons want us to be scared of them. They want us to feel intimidated at the prospect of ministering deliverance to others. I have to tell you, and this is the honest truth, I'm not frightened of the devil. I've seen him on four occasions. He's appeared to me. I'm not frightened of him at all. And I go on and I do my best to set the captives free because that's what the Lord Jesus has called me to do. But I am frightened of God. Hallelujah. We have to be 
frightened of God because what power has the devil got over us? The power is simply fear. Demons try and terrify us, intimidate us, bully us. But Second Timothy one seven said, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and sound mind. So fear does not come from God, but he's given us power and love and of a sound mind. So whatever Satan is saying to you, when he wakes you up in the middle of the night and he scares you, you don't have to be scared. Jesus Christ is Lord and he's defeated Satan. Do you remember on the Mount of Temptation what the devil tried to do to get Jesus to worship him? And how Jesus withstood the temptations of Satan. And at the end, Satan left and the angels came to attend to Jesus. The angels will come to attend to you. You may not see them, but I tell you, they'll be there. Let's speak about Jesus now more. This is a wonderful scripture. Let's look at Luke 10, verses 17 to 20. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Jesus overcame Satan. He saw him fall like lightning from heaven. He has given us the authority to tread on serpents, to tread on scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And Jesus has promised, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But we shouldn't rejoice that we have authority over the devil. Verse 20 says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You have gone from death to life, to eternal life. This shows the power of the authority of Jesus Christ. This passage of scripture reveals to us the authority in Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, demons are subject to us. I say this now, and I want every demon to hear me. You are subject to every believer that has gone to Jesus Christ and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, has been baptised, has been filled with the Holy Spirit. You, Satan, and every demon is subject to every believer. But we must have more joy that our names are registered in heaven, but we have that authority over demons we do not need to be afraid to learn about deliverance 
receive deliverance or cast out evil spirits out of others. We certainly shouldn't be arrogant and proud over the authority we have over demons. But we should boldly proclaim, I have authority over demons because I am in Jesus Christ and he is in me. So do not fear the enemy. If you're an ordinary Christian and you go and visit a brother and sister and you feel there is something wrong in that brother and sister, you can speak boldly about it. You can say, can I help you? You know, I'm a very fortunate man. I don't have much money. I'm not a rich man. I don't even own a house. But what I do own is priceless because God has given me authority over the devil. I've overcome cancer. I was given four years to live and I've lived seven. And my latest PSA levels are the levels they test prostate cancer with a zero. There is no cancer recognized in my body. That's because I have authority over cancer. The authority that comes from Jesus Christ. And you can have that authority. You see, being a Christian is not just about going to church on Sunday or going to church outings or going to coffee mornings. Real authority of a believer is taking up the armor of God. And we all know what the armor of God is because we've preached in Ephesians. Take it up, the armor of God, and stand in against the devil. Remember, our authority to cast out demons is based upon being in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus and he is in us. The promises of the word of God. We have authority over all evil spirits because God has said so. God has said it. We just read it in Mark 16. Go ye into the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever is baptized will be saved. Whoever isn't will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those that believe. In my name, whose name? Jesus' name. We will cast out demons the name of jesus is so powerful there is no name that is greater than jesus i've done deliverances and i've called on the name of jesus and cowardly demons have spoken back to me and said don't use that name don't use that name they're terrified of the name of jesus and you can exercise that authority. To step out in the authority of Christ, you don't have to be a bishop, you don't have to be a pastor, you don't have to be a leader to cast out demons or a famous deliverance minister. You don't have to be like that. As you meet those who are oppressed by demonic influences and strongholds, you step out in faith. You have boldness. Be bold. Be strong. 
for the Lord your God is with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. But walk in faith and victory. When you step out in faith, you are trusting that the Holy Spirit will anoint you and lead you into victory. You see, that is the authority of Jesus Christ. I've been walking in it for many, many years now. You know, even when I had cancer and I had to go through chemotherapy and radiotherapy, I never took a day off at church. I went there every Sunday. And yes, sometimes I had diarrhea and I was feeling pretty, pretty rough. But I never gave in. Hallelujah. Never gave in at all. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for that authority. We receive that authority, Lord. We know it comes from you. We know it comes from the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lily of the Valley, the Rose of Sharon, and the Lion of Judah. We know it comes from all of those things. Hallelujah. Jesus has raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see, even though we might live on this world, and let's be honest, this world is a terrible world. It's a sinful world. It's an awful world. Every time you put on the TV news, you see some of the terrible things that are going on in the world. But Jesus Christ is looking down upon us, seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will not allow the devil to destroy us. The reason the devil destroys us is because of sin. You know, many people who have been involved in quasar religions and other strange things, even when they come to Jesus, they still use that terminology. They use new age terminology. They use terminology that is not used in the Bible. That opens the door to Satan to come and bring confusion and division in our lives. So once we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we must walk in his ways, his ways and his ways alone. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Ephesians 1, verses 20 and 21. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Have you ever thought why demons won't give their names? When I do deliverance, I say, give me your name, demon. Tell me what your name is, the name that you've been given. They won't tell you. They avoid telling you because they know once you have their name that you can destroy them. You can destroy them. Yes, demons are scary. You see, 
when you have a confrontation with a demon, the first thing you have to do is tell him to be quiet. As he will say all sorts of things to you. Tell him to shut up. Shut up, demon. Don't open your mouth. Don't say anything. Just come out. Reach. Vomit. Belch. Come out of that person now. You must leave immediately in Jesus' name. Jesus has all authority. All authority. That means that we too are far above the demons in rank of authority through Christ Jesus. You are more powerful. The demons are the lowest of the low. When Christ returns, Satan, the beast, and the false prophet will be cast in the everlasting lake of fire. All those will be cast there who have rejected Jesus. But we have authority over the devil, over any high-ranking demon. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Matthew 17, verses 19 and 20. Matthew 17, verses, hallelujah, 19 to 20. And let's see what it says about this authority. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place. And it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Unbelief is something that will work against us. You see, when we see the obstacles, we will get unbelief. If we look at a mountain, shall we say Mount Everest, Mount Etna in Italy, any mountain in the world, and we see the size of that mountain, we will think, how can we move that with faith just as small as a grain of mustard seed? But you see, with the faith we have in Jesus Christ, he teaches us to overcome the obstacles that are coming against us, to overcome it. We, we can see in the Bible many instances of this when Moses put his staff into the Red Sea and the waters heaped up on either side. There was just a piece of wood, a staff, and Moses touched the water with it and the water receded. That is faith overcoming the obstacle. We can do that. Jesus is telling them because they had unbelief, they couldn't cast him out. You see, demons will try and hang around and they'll try and make you feel that you don't have power or authority to cast them out. I tell you, that's a lie, a lie from the pit of hell. You have the authority to cast demons out. 
not your own authority. You have Christ's authority. Christ who said, get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me. That is the authority we have. The authority when Satan tried to tempt Jesus on the Mount of Temptation. Jesus saw the devil off. If the devil attacks you, you have to see him off. You have to fight him. You can't punch him and have a boxing match with him. I tried it in early deliverance. I jumped out of bed one day and tried to box him and tried to punch him. I was a good boxer as a kid, and I was diving round in trying to hit him. That's no good. You're using Christ's power, Christ's authority. Jesus Christ will overcome all evil. Hallelujah. When we look at Matthew 17, verse 21, it also says, How be it, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Sometimes you have to be prepared to fast and back up that fasting with prayer. You see, Satan wants you to be a glutton. He wants you to overeat. You see, when you deny yourself the luxuries of the earth and food being one of them, you are denying yourself food. You are being filled up with the Spirit. You're being filled up with the Spirit of God. You can overcome. Prayer and fasting builds up your faith like nothing else. And sometimes... It is necessary to drive out stronger demons. By stronger demons, I mean demonic strongmen. The more faith you have, the more authority you are able to exercise against demons and evil spirits. So you must use that faith. Hallelujah. Now, let's tell you a bit about deliverance, this backtrack. The agreed definition of deliverance ministry will usually focus on the casting out of demons or evil spirits in an attempt to solve problems that demons have brought into your life. For example, a deliverance minister may seek to help someone overcome anger or bitterness by casting out the spirit of anger and bitterness. Deliverance ministries also focus on tearing down strongholds and casting down imaginations, finding, healing, and claiming the victory in Christ Jesus over the works of the enemies. This may include breaking soul ties. I find lots of people, especially young ladies, who have soul ties, especially sexual soul ties, because they may have been promiscuous at some time in their life and had many sexual partners. These previous spirits that come upon them when they finish with that sexual partner will try and stop them from being married. 
they will have spirit husbands or incubuses that will attack their lives. They have been given demons the legal rights to do that because of our sexual promiscuity. That's why when someone goes through deliverance, we have to break those soul ties. It can be a previous husband who you've got divorced from. We have to break the legal rights of demons. Many people believe demons or evil spirits are fallen angels that rebelled in heaven and went on the side of Satan. We'll have a look at some scriptures that tell us this and then you will have a good idea. Revelation 12 verse 4. And it says, And his towel drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. That's what Satan tried to do. Satan tried to kill Jesus through the destruction of the innocents that Satan placed in the mind of Herod to do. You see, Satan is clever. We know he's clever. He's not a fool. He's clever. But in Jesus Christ, we can overcome him. Isaiah 14, verses 12 to 20. This tells us a bit about Satan. And I will make a man more precious than fine gold even a man than the gold, the golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. And it shall be as the chase row and as a sheep that no man taketh up that every man shall turn to his own people and flee everyone into his own land. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let's go back to Isaiah 14, 12 to 20. Thou art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground? which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, and I will ascend unto the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth tremble and did shake the kingdoms? That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, everyone in his own house but thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain, 
thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden under feet. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Hallelujah. Satan is a liar. And Satan, as we know, tried to oppose God, wanted to be like God, thought he had a right to be equal with God. Hallelujah. If you wish to read that again, and I won't read all that now, but write this down. Another version of that is Ezekiel 28, verses 1 to 19. Hallelujah. I'll read verse 14. It says about Satan once being an anointed cherub. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Verse 15 says, Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in them. Verse 16, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Read that, please. Ezekiel 28, verses 1 to 19. There is certainly loads in scripture about Satan and his demons. Loads. You know, one of the problems with modern life that people, if you like, have decided demons don't exist any longer. They don't exist. That all this stuff is silly. They are found everywhere. Any country in the world, there are demons. Are you mad to believe in demons? No, you're not. You're never mad because the Bible says there are demons. And if the Bible says there are demons, there are demons. It's not to be argued about. Jesus, when he gives us authority and the authority we have in Jesus, let's read Ephesians 4.11. This is what Jesus gave. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for edifying the body of Christ. When you cast out a demon, you're edifying the body of Christ. You're not being picked upon to do some terrible task. You're actually doing the work of the Lord. Ephesians 2.20 says, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Jesus is our master. He is our Lord and Savior. 
Now, in the Bible, the ability to cast out demons is not listed as a spiritual gift, though there are stories when demons were cast out. So that tends to tell me that anyone being a pastor, a prophet, an evangelist can cast out demons if he seeks the Lord. The Gospels and the Acts relate to Jesus and his disciples casting out demons. The New Testament through Jude referred to demonic activity, yet do not discuss the method of casting them out, nor are believers exalted to do so. We are told to put on the whole armour of God and stand against spiritual wickedness in the high places. We are told to resist the devil and we are told that he will flee. We are told in Ephesians 4.27 is not to give him any room in our life. Neither give place to the devil. Verse 26 says, Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down on your wrath. So you must make sure at all times that the door is shut to the devil. You close the door. You repent of your sins. I repent of my sins every morning. I take communion every day. And I repent of my sins. Hallelujah. In the Bible, Jesus, apart from saying that certain demons only come out from prayer and fasting, he doesn't give his disciples instructions how to cast out demons, with the exceptions of Matthew 12, verses 43 to 45. Let's have a look at that now. Matthew 12. Verses 43 to 45. Jesus says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seek him rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return unto my house from whence I come out. And when he has come, he findeth empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so, it be also unto this wicked generation. So, I have seen that before. When someone does deliverance, it must be something that is done Till it's finalised, people have to repent of their sins. There should be no doors open. It's no good saying I said the sinner's prayer 20 years ago. Why are these demons tormenting me? Obviously, something was left undone. All sins have to be repented of. All organisations you was involved with, whether you was involved in New Age, whether you was involved in Jehovah's Witnessism, whether you was involved in Mormonism, any religion that doesn't see Jesus Christ as God, 
because I believe Jesus Christ is God. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. Jesus is God. We mustn't give him any room in our lives. We must be constantly examining what we think, what we say, how we behave. Hallelujah. When the disciples discovered that demons were subject to them in the name and authority of Jesus Christ, they were joyful. Of course, it used to give me such joy. I still get joy now. I've got a deliverance to do tonight. Two deliverances to do tonight. There's a lady ringing me at 7 o'clock and a lady ringing me at 8 o'clock. I have two deliverances to do tonight. Luke 10, verse 17 says, we've read this before, and the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. We have a reason to be joy, to have joy in our hearts, to be full of joy, because Lord Jesus has used us to defeat Satan for the kingdom of God. Acts 5, verse 16. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed, everyone. Could you imagine how it must have looked in, in Jesus' wonderful ministry that these people would queue up probably for hours on end and there would be people vexed with demons and evil spirits speaking in strange languages, roaring, growling, falling on the floor. And each one of them was healed. What a wonderful thing to see. You know, deliverance ministry sometimes struggles. There's not many deliverance ministers about. People believe they can use other reasons. Sometimes there's nothing you can do but cast a demon out. It's the only thing you can do. Acts 8, verse 7. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. Hallelujah. Acts 16, verse 18. And this did many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that same hour. And that was talking about the damsel who had the spirit of divination, who made much gain for her employers by her soothsaying. She never said anything bad about Paul. She just followed him. She even said, follow these men. They have the truth of God. But you see, the Apostle Paul was an anointed man and he knew that she wasn't right. Hallelujah. Acts 19, verse 12. So that 
from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. That is called a point of contact. You can use an a point of contact. You can anoint the sick with oil. I've been into houses and blessed water. I had a woman run at me once and she was heavily demonized. And I got some water, blessed it and threw it in her face as she ran towards me and the demon left. These are the things that we must do. Now, I've got a lot more to read, but I'm running a bit out of time. So I'll come back to this in another time. I'll read a bit more, bit more scriptures. Hallelujah. Rather than being a Pacific deliverance minister or starting a deliverance ministry, you've got to be a whole pastor. You've got to deal with praying for the sick. You've got to really be aware of the word of God and learn the word of God. And of course, you will cast out demons. We have authority in the name of Jesus. One day, John said to Jesus, we saw someone driving out demons in your name. And we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Don't stop him, Jesus said. For no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Authority over demons is clearly the power of the Lord at work. Whether or not the exorcist has a special ministry of deliverance, some people are called to be deliverance ministers. I used to believe I was called solely to be a deliverance minister. But as I learnt the word of God, I learnt that I could be a pastor and lead a church. Let's have a look. Last scripture for today, Mark 9, verses 38 to 40. And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followed not us, and we forbade him, because he followed not us. But Jesus said, Forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop now, and we're going to come back to this subject, but I want it finally to say, understand, you have total authority in the name of Jesus Christ. You have authority over the devil. He has no power over you, but you must speak boldly. Speak the word of God to him, and you will overcome him. In Jesus' name I pray. God bless you all today. Amen. 
Great word today, Brother Michael. Before we close, Amen. how can people make contact with you and support your ministry? Well, if you want to support my ministry, you can contact me on my email address, which is frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123 at AOL.com. There is a PayPal account on that email address. You can contact me on Skype. My Skype address can also be found by my email address and I'd love to help you. As I say, I'm doing two deliverances tonight. Most nights are like this. People need deliverance these days and the world is crying out for deliverance ministers. Stand up. Stand up and fight Satan like I've been doing for 30 years. If you're in London, come to the church, Kilburn Christian Fellowship, Four Aldershot Road, Kilburn, London, NW6. And you can even ring me on my mobile phone number, 07469235351. Of course, add your international code to that. I'm here to help you. I'm 72 years of age and I feel like I'm 22 years of age when I fight the devil. Amen. Amen. Brother, if someone wants to support your ministry, do you have PayPal? Any way to do that? I, there's a PayPal account uh, on my email address. You can certainly find it there if you want to help me. What's that email? Framecummings123 at AOL.com God bless you, Brother Michael. We love you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for coming on. I'll ki- I'll carry on with this next week, okay? Because there's a lot more I can say. Looking All forward right? to it. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Bye-bye. Folks, stay tuned. We've got Brother Frank Marzullo coming up next. Let me say this will be